Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Hamza Foy with the Hiya 502 podcast. In this episode of Ihya 502, Ramadan is just around the corner and I felt it was imperative to you know, give a few reminders, a few nasiha, first to myself and then to the listeners about the importance of Ramadan and being cognizant that Ramadan goes beyond just abstaining from food drink, and sexual activity. Before I begin, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody for listening consistently, sharing the podcast with others. And I want to remind people, we are on YouTube, Substack, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So, with Ramadan quickly approaching, and alhamdulillah, we uh, are alive to see another Ramadan. Typically, when I sit down with new reverts, you know, they want to understand, you know, the, the do's and don'ts of Ramadan. And typically, even if they have just become Muslim, they have a little bit of knowledge pertaining to, okay, I know that I'm not supposed to eat. I know that I'm not supposed to drink. You know, so they'll ask, okay, between what time and what time do I abstain? What else am I abstaining from? And it's easy to get lost in these do's and don'ts, especially pertaining to, you know, Abstaining from food, abstaining from drink, abstaining from sexual activity, what is considered actions that could break the fast. And oftentimes we forget that in Islam, just as we are supposed to abstain from this physical nourishment, We are also meant to abstain from a number of vices. Vices such as gossiping, such as slandering, such as rude or harsh language. There is a hadith that comes to mind. Um, It's a hadith that I read fairly frequently. That reminds me of the importance of ensuring not only that I'm fulfilling the obligations that I am committing consistently, good deeds, but that I'm abstaining from harming other people. And I think this hadith... Um, in an indirect way, it illustrates um, the two categories um, of rights that we have to respect in our living mundane world. Um, in Arabic, we refer to them as hukuk uh, Allah and hukuk um, al-bad. They roughly translate 
to the rights that God has over us and the rights that we have over each other as living human beings, men and women. So in this hadith, Abu Huraira reported that the Prophet wasallam said, do you know who is bankrupt? He's sitting with a group of his sahaba, his companions, and they reply, you know, the one without money or goods is bankrupt. And the, the prophet, he says, verily the bankrupt of my people, of my ummah, are those who come on the day of resurrection with prayers, fasting, and charity, but also with insults, slander, consuming wealth unlawfully, shedding blood, and striking others. The oppressed will each be given from that bankrupt person's good deeds. If his good deeds run out before justice is fulfilled, then their sins will be cast upon him, and he will be thrown into the hellfire. This hadith, I've, you know, from my youth was very important to me because in the Islamic tradition, we have this categorization of Allah and bad. Allah, the rights that Allah has over us is that we fulfill our obligatory prayers. And of course, we can do additional sunnah, nawafil prayers that we fast during the month of Ramadan. And these rights that Allah has over us, if we are deficient in fulfilling them, then once again, who are we answerable to? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we, we seek forgiveness. Um, in, in certain circumstances, such as missed um, prayers, there are specific um, acts that you must perform in order to um, overcome that deficiency to, to kind of um, wipe that off. However, with bad, the rights that people have over one another, we are answerable to one another. In the sense that person A back, you know, he backbites person B. Now, person A can't raise his hands in dua and say, "Oh, Allah, forgive me. I, you know, I slandered him." <clears throat> person A has to go to person B and seek that forgiveness. And there's other, you know, there's other hadiths that illustrate that. You should be seeking forgiveness in this world, in this mundane living world. Because if you do not, then come Yom Al-Qayyama, the day of resurrection, the day of judgment, you know, you won't be able to, you know, pay off and compensate the fact that you did such and such bad deed against another person, right? Instead... As this hadith illustrates, the tr- the the transact the compensation will be in the form of either giving away your good deeds or taking upon yourself the other person's bad deeds. 
and this this always this always fascinated me and humbled me because Islam has this very firm standard that when we do something wrong to another person, we have to seek forgiveness. You know, there's a personal story. I won't share the details just because, I, you know, I don't think the other person would like, you know, being mentioned. But, you know, I, I've had that instance where I, you know, I spoke rudely to another person, clearly upset them. And I remember standing outside the, the masjid, because they live close to the masjid. I remember standing outside the masjid for most of the night, hoping that he would come, you know, he would be walking by the masjid. He, you know, he had a habit of walking around the masjid, hoping to see him and hoping to say, brother, forgive me. I spoke out, you know, as the young people say, I spoke out of pocket. I, I was rude. I did wrong. Brother, I please forgive me. Once again, because that there is that standard of you must seek forgiveness from the other person that you have wronged. Once again, you may have been rude to them. You may have cussed them out out of anger. You may have... You know, committed backbiting, and or you may have slandered their name in front of others. You are supposed to seek that person's forgiveness, and in the Islamic tradition, you're supposed to forego. You're supposed to forego your ego. Perhaps you feel you think you're too good. Khalas, it doesn't matter. Seek that person's forgiveness. You you may you may think well you know well um, he's not such a good person either or she's not such a good person either doesn't matter you committed the wrong you seek forgiveness you seek the forgiveness of the other person and that impacted me so much. Um, I know I mentioned um, in the previous episode about the um, panel discussion for reverts. You know, I, I was not um, Christian before becoming Muslim. I was Buddhist, and Buddhist, <clears throat> not you know, I'm not gonna you know bash, but I noticed you know there was a lot of like pacifism, whereas in Islam. It's very proactive. If you've done something wrong, do your work to fix it. Do your work to rectify the problem. Um, a lot of people I've noticed, you know, when I talk to them, they, they've never heard of this categorization, hukuk law and hukuk al-bad. Um, so I do want to mention uh, one more hadith um, just to kind of illustrate um, more about the hukukabad, the the rights that people have over one another, man man and woman. Um, Abu Huraira 
reported that the Prophet wasallam is saying, Six are the rights of a Muslim over another Muslim. And a Sahaba said, O Prophet, what are these? So the Prophet replied, When you meet the Muslim, offer them greetings, the, the salams. When he invites you to a feast, accept it. When he seeks your counsel, give him your counsel. When he sneezes, say, Yahamukullah. When he falls ill, visit him. And when the Muslim dies, follow his... Um, in this uh, translation, it's beer, B-I-E-R, basically follow his um, funeral procession, perform the janazah. Now, <clears throat> this hadith mentions six, but obviously with, with the Qur'an and Sunnah taken as a whole, we also understand that, you know, people have you know, a right to have their property protected from others. People have a right to have their dignity protected. And from that springs the the, the concepts that you're not supposed to backbite, you're not supposed to slander, you're not supposed to ridicule. Um, and so this Ramadan, you know, as you abstain from food, from drink, you know, if, if you're married, from sexual activity, be cognizant that it's not just the physical that you're abstaining from. It's the, you know, the emotional, the mental harm that Perhaps before Ramadan, you may have had a habit of inflicting on others. Now, now that Ramadan is here, commit to yourself that I'm no longer going to insult, ridicule, harm others physically or verbally. Commit to abstaining from that too. Commit to abstaining from the vices, whether they're habitual or not. And yani, we know, we know realistically how hard it can be to break habits. If you happen to have a habit of doing something wrong, you know, whether it's, you know, cussing or being rude or backbiting, and yeah, and he use you know whatever little bit of Sha'ban, the month of Sha'ban that we have, use that to start prepping yourself. Break those habits. Break those habits. And keep in mind that it's not just abstaining from food and drink; it's abstaining from vices. It's abstaining from you know rendering harm to others. In whatever form it may take. Keep that in mind this Ramadan. I pray to Allah that we have a successful Ramadan, a Ramadan that brings us closer to Allah, 
Ramadan that sees us seeking more knowledge, having more understanding of our deen. And I pray to Allah that the fasting days are easy for you. And may Allah grant the Muslims peace, helm, forbearance to undergo the tasks that are upon us this Ramadan. And may Allah grant us safety and security. Jazakallah khairan. I will be recording um, shorter episodes um, that will be interspersed, um, especially throughout the month of Ramadan, that will have a very overtly, um, a very overtly educational um, quality to them. Um, you know, hopefully they will serve as, you know, something light and you know easy for you to listen to to learn more obviously i am not a scholar uh, i've made that clear in you know earlier episodes so do not treat me as somebody authoritative um however you know what little i do know as i have read you know many books and sat down with a number of our imams and scholars, what little I do know, um, inshallah, I want to share. And, you know, especially, you know, perhaps for some of our Muslims, perhaps like, uh, you know, some of our younger Muslims, you know, they may feel like during Ramadan, I want to try to um, steer away from listening to music and instead listen to something beneficial. And I pray, inshallah, um, these shorter episodes that I'll be recording um, and releasing throughout Ramadan might serve as um, something to supplement um, what you're trying to abstain from, you know. So, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan. Wassalamu alaikum.